Hello, everybody. I'm Zachary Ferguson of Two Thumbs Undecided, and uh, hello. And hello as well. I'm the the other half, the the other um, the proverbial thumb, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Um, Pervertible thumb. Is that what you said? I Perverted? said no. I said uh, uh, proverbial. Uh, oh, okay. I, yeah. I thought you were calling yourself a pervert. No, and, that uh, was as uh, a good improviser. I agreed. Well, you questioned my. Anyways, where where to uh, film? Uh, we work in the industry, I guess, in a way, not really, uh, but we work. Uh, I, we love we love film. We're we we're film. This is a film podcast. We do film stuff. We talk about film, mm-hmm. and uh, sometimes media. Sometimes really, you know. Uh, mostly mostly say, film, though. What on what you were saying? Um, I think you work more in the industry than I do. I work. My background for the you first-time listeners is I work for the University of Pittsburgh here in Pennsylvania, Pittsburgh. Which uh, is uh, one of the greatest cities for hospitals. Yes. Well, I don't know if that – it's like number 10 for some stuff. Mm. I don't know in the world. Okay. Well, like, in America. Let's not I'm just saying in my mind because I work here, it's one of the greatest hospital places ever. Um, but I'm the videographer for another subsection of this called uh, Clinical Translational Science Institute. Mm. And I make their movies. I make all their movies. So I don't really talk to a lot of videographers. You Sometimes guys, I do. You guys, provo- uh, you guys produced uh, Joker, didn't you? I did. Uh, it's one of those offshoots mm-hmm. where my boss told me, he's like, you know what? We got a little extra money, a little something, something. Everyone's make making a dream project. Everyone's making a streaming service nowadays. It's about time that the hospitals start making a streaming service. That's all I'm saying. It, it was very weird. Yeah, we do clinical uh, precision medicine here, and my boss was just like, guys, I just watched Netflix the other day. I love Stranger Things. And uh, he tattooed. It was really weird. My boss tattooed the kid with the, the teeth. He tattooed that kid's face onto his face. So he looks like a weirder version of Post Malone. Mm. That's who I think of when I think of uh, face tattoos. Mm. Yeah, I guess so. I think of uh, criminals. Oh, yeah, because they're they're always doing the little tear thing. Yeah. Um, I think of Ryan Gosling in A Place Beyond the Pines. The Goose. The Goose Man. Because he likes... The uh, Goosler. We call all of our acting friends uh, by their nicknames, uh, by yes. the way, everyone. We know all, we, everyone that we talk about, we know by name. Uh, so uh, we know by, we, we're, they're in our phones. We have their contacts is what I'm saying. Yeah. Anyways. Uh, so, also, I, I, I just have to say right off the bat, um, Sam, if you're expecting something of this podcast, uh, I told Sam earlier, like two days ago, I was going to do a bit where I was going to slowly turn into my twin, evil twin brother. I completely forgot about that. Uh, so don't expect me to do that, Sam. Oh. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, uh, I guess I'm not thinking about that whatsoever. Uh, so I think we should just get into it. Yeah, let's just get into it. Um. um oh, well, there, there's... This there is, someone... There's a lot of news, actually. Some pretty intense news. Well, um, uh, I have one that's kind of given me a little, like, right off the bat. It kind of deals... I mean, it's it, it's about... It was on Instagram and if Twitter. If this has nothing to do with Joker, then I'm not talking about whatever you're... 
I'm kidding. Go it ahead. It's not about. Kidding. It's I'm not kidding. about Joker. Though I did see on your Venmo, you said a joke. You were paying back someone, and your joke involved the Joker. So I assume you've seen it. Uh, yeah, I saw it. Yeah, so we'll talk about that later. Or if you're too excited to not, no, we'll talk, talk about, about it later. It. Um, but no, my news is about our uh, the disgraced producer Harvey Weinstein. Uh, what's his what's his middle name? I don't. Uh, uh, Harcub. Oh, Harcub. Yeah, yeah, I know. Harvey Harcub Weinstein. Yeah, sorry. Oh, so yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you yeah. not? Do you only know people if you know their middle name? I like I said before. I know everyone by their on like a first name basis, and I uh, I mean that as their middle name. Uh, <laughs> so like when I say when we've been saying Steven Spielberg, I don't know him. I, usually, I have to say Steven Macab. Yeah. Spielberg. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is his full name. Uh, no, but the news was that uh, he was cited at a a young pers- a young actor's uh, open mic night in the lower Manhattan, hmm. and um, he it was like a small thing, and a comedian Kelly Bachman uh, was doing a stand-up act and was calling Weinstein out uh, for his many alleged. And Yo, that's I, great. I don't know. Or, like, yeah, he was calling out for all of the stuff that he did. Good. Um, that's great. Yeah. So, like, it said, like, deeming him the elephant in the room and uh, Freddy Krueger. And she also said in her joke, in her comedy, she said, I didn't know I uh, we had to bring our own mace and rape whistles to actor's hour. <laughs> uh, though the weird part was is people were booing her. There was like two like guy guys. Yeah, they're guys. Um, booing booing her uh and uh, though it said that she was um escorted out. Yeah. out of the place. I can imagine cuz they probably is, like they probably let him like they knew that he was going to like coming in that like it wasn't like he just wandered off the street. I bet they brought him in. Like they probably like wanted him to be there. Well, so the he fact had an that, entourage. Yeah, I, I feel like the, like the people who own the place probably like knew that Weinstein, because no one like Weinstein probably isn't just like just walking around to random. Like he probably they know if Weinstein is coming or not, so they probably wanted him to be there. So they, as soon as this comedian was like shitting on him, they would probably like get her out of here. But well, I'm glad she I'm did. Reading, yeah, but I'm I'm glad too. Though, like I'm reading this uh, uh, IndieWire. Um, <laughs> I'm uh, sorry. Article on yeah, this. I don't know how many people are. Um, if you if you're from IndieWire and you listen to this radio show, I have a slight yes. complaint. Um, what? I thought we liked. I I like IndieWire. I'm getting they... tired of their obsession with Timothy Chalamet. Every Ew. single time I look on Twitter, every other tweet is something stupid. Like they had this whole article just on the fact that Timothy Chalamet was young and used to watch VHS and like what that was like. And then they have another article about where he, just his life on set of the new uh, Lady Bird, the, the Little Women movie. Oh, is he in that? And now he's, uh, what's it called? He's on, uh, like, The Crown or Yeah, he's on The Crown. Something. And they've already made, like, two articles about The Crown. Anyways, if you're from IndieWire and you're listening, cool it with the Timothy if content. I, Start know, doing, we, what's his face? The guy that just won the Golden Globe. Like, all these other uh, young actors. I, who, all these other young actors. Who's the guy who plays Spider-Man? What? Who's the guy who plays Spider-Man? Ewan McGregor? Oh no. Uh Wow. <laughs> uh uh what's his name? He's 
he's my favorite young, like, kitty he actor. He is nuts. That guy is, uh, god damn it. What's his name? Uh, Spider-Man. Um, I, I know. I should be not, like, I think he's funny. I think he's, I think he's probably know. my favorite as well. Uh, Tom Holland, it's his name. I think Tom Holland, Tom Holland is probably my favorite just because he's, um, he's, like, really, really skilled. And, like, he does his own flips. Like, all of the stunts are him. And yeah, well, he's he also, like, have you seen Billy his... Elliot. What? Well, that's how he started off, is he was on the Broadway um, musical of Billy Elliot. I, and I think that's just cool that they went to a musical... Uh, to kind of garner well, his, to become a I, okay. because he started off in in Broadway. I doubt that they they into, didn't go to him. They weren't just like, "Yo, that kid." Well, I mean, they were scouting doing that. Flip. I'm just saying, no, they you, you don't see a lot of. Yeah, well, I'm just. I think it's cool that his origins didn't come from the usual, uh, you know, just cat. I, I don't know. I like it that his origin story came from Broadway. Well, I'm. Uh, yeah, he. We can I'm agree. Also, impressed. have you ever seen his um? Uh, lip sync battle. No. Yo, you should look up his lip sync. He does a lip sync to um, you know, it's like a TV show. Uh, he does a lip sync battle with um. Isn't that on Jimmy Umbrella? Kimmel? No, no, no. It's its own separate thing. Uh, it's kind of like how uh, James Corden had like the Carl Carpool Karaoke as like its own, like as as part of the show, and then it just became its own show. Uh-huh. It's like that, except there's no stars attached. Anyways. Um, he did a he did a lip sync with uh, Umbrella uh, by Rihanna, and it was incredible. Like he was doing insane stuff on that. Anyway, I can believe it. Anyways, huge fan of you, uh, Tom Holland. If you're listening, IndieWire. If you're listening, do more interviews with Tom Holland. Which yeah, I yeah, or Tom Holland, come on our show. Uh, you're probably in New York someday. Yeah, no, probably is. <laughs> um, <clears throat> also, I feel bad that we don't know. Uh, what's it called? When they see us. Um, when they see the guy, us. the guy that won the Golden Globe. Well, the, that's the Ava DuVernay new film or new short thing. Oh, about you the, mean uh, they? They? Yeah, I know what you're talking about. I don't know who you're talking about, but I saw the first episode and. Oh my God! Is, oh, this is his name. Uh, Jarrell Jerome. That's his name. Jarrell Jerome. Uh, is the guy that won the Golden Globe. They should do more things oh. on him. He's yeah, amazing. Let's, let's he was in that. Moonlight. It, uh, oh, he was the Woo. kid in Mo- Moonlight. He was like the middle. He was the guy like when like the middle when he was like middle age. Like Woo. he was the boy in that. Like he was so. I think that was one of my favorite parts. Oh man, I need to rewatch that. You do um, best movie. Oh, Anyways, speaking of which, so news. I, just heard I have the coolest important news to say. Uh, oh, wait, I just want to say real quick. I heard the coolest name and today, and this is a real name, Trinity. McCool. That's fake. It's no, it's a real name. It's a Trinity real person. McCool? Yes, Trinity McCool. And, and it's spelled M C Big C O O L. McCool. Trinity McCool. How do you know I, this, this is, is a real name? I can't give out uh that part of why I know this person. What? But I just it's the coolest What is this mysterious wh- stuff you're getting into at the hospital? Were you guys well, producing I mean, like, Joker, and then this is, like, a thing for Joker 2? I'm just saying, like, there's been a few names in my life All that right. I was like, wow, Anyways, this we're is running out of thing. time. So, so I'm going to get to the two pretty important news that I saw uh, today. Uh, One is fairly alarming. 
Um, and you you might not know about this, but I uh, uh, I'm scared. I'm scared. Uh, uh, what's the name? The the guy that did Baby Driver. Uh, Edgar Wright. That guy. Edgar Wright. Oh yes. Edgar Wright tweeted about this, and I saw it, and it's from uh the Vulture. And they did an article with the title, Disney is quietly placing classic Fox movies into its vault, and that's worrying. So Disney, I want everyone to know this, because this is very important to know about Disney, because this is very scary for cinema history. Disney is literally making it hard for movie theaters to now play classic Fox movies, like Raising Arizona, uh, 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 what's it called? Fight Club, um, Alien. They're taking all these films and they're just like all these indie distributors who used to like watch it are now can't. And like it's it's mostly like they only do specific reruns and stuff for these old films. And also that's worrying because Disney now owns Fox and probably owns the rights to all of these movies for streaming services. So now they're probably going to be having less and less of these classic films. And that's what they've been doing to all of their old catalog, is they've just been taking their old films and they've just been sh- like slowly putting it in the background. So they're now focusing on their new films, like with Marvel and all these other things. And it's really damaging for cinema history, and I just want people to know about that. Um, that is a little scary. It's rather scary. Uh, in like this, this article, you should read it um, on The Vulture. And it, it's, it started all with, or I guess they interviewed this guy from, uh, who's like a professor at Drexel and, uh, and like does a few uh, 48-hour film festivals, runs some of them. And uh, he was noticing this, like he was like trying to screen a film uh, and they just suddenly, out of, like at, right after Fox got bought, they were just like, nope, can't screen it anymore. It's like, what, what would happen? Oh, that is so sad. So once again, fuck Disney. Uh, not a fan. Um, anyway, so that's one thing. Also, something fairly important that just happened, um, is there's a certain award that just, uh, opened up their nominations. Really? Yeah, the... Can can I say it? I'm gonna say it. I'm gonna, I'm gonna say it. Uh, it's, uh, no, you're right. This award... I guess uh, that's cool. That no, it's the Gotham <laughs> Independent Spirit Awards. Oh, you bastard. Uh, well, it's not the... Sorry, it's just the Gotham <laughs> Awards, uh, but it's the Independent Film Awards. Um, and uh, it's kind of interesting reading its criteria because um, you have to... The number one criteria is, like, it has to be uniquely yours. Like, it has to be your artistic expression. And Wait, also, is this a new awards? It's new-ish. I mean, I, it's it's been around. Like I've known it's been around for a while. Uh, yeah. I mean, I can look at history. Uh, but uh, but anyways, so they just released. Um, actually, I'm kind of interested in their history. Wow. See, oh, this so they've been really... a, they've been around since two, 90, uh, 1991. So, so why are they doing this now? There's all the um, movies coming out in September. Because it's fucking indie, and they don't I have mean, to. November. They don't have to adhere to like all this bullshit. So also, I'm just saying like what is the year what like what's the year? Like how long is the it open? You know? Wait, <laughs> it's open for a year. Uh so let me just go over some of the films that and some of the people who've been nominated. Uh starting with the best actress, um 
There's, I don't want to go through the whole entire thing. Anyways, you can actually, I'm not even going to go through the whole entire thing. Or should I just go through the best actress? <laughs> no, I don't. Do the best picture. That's what I would do. I, okay. I have the article here. Uh, best picture. All right, so these are the best pictures. Hustlers, which, did, did you see Hustlers? I haven't yet. I, I was talked so to close someone to... who, I have, like, she normally doesn't care that much about movies. Like, she she works in film, but, like, she doesn't know, she doesn't normally watch a lot of films out nowadays. But, like, she watched The Hustlers, and she was like, do not waste your money on this film. And I was like, really? wow, that is surprising. That's so strange. I've never I've seen her so adamant, admiration. adamant about not liking this film she was just like fuck that film and i was like oh my god like why it was just it was it was just not a good film and i was like okay so anyways there was that film marriage story which i saw and i loved marriage story let me repeat loved that movie uh the farewell which was really good uh i didn't love it as much as marriage story but still really good and i mean i'm i can I, I can see it winning Best Picture as well. Um, Uncut Gems, I have not seen, uh, and I am pissed off. I am off. so excited. I'm uh, pissed off that I haven't seen it yet. Uh, I, that movie is ruined for me now uh, because of Tim Heidecker and Greg Turkington as the characters from On Cinema did, like, their picks <laughs> for stuff, and he his spiel... <laughs> Was like it was like a fake review about how he's like I'm so glad I'm like so happy to see Ben uh, uh, Adam Sandler going back to the voices where he talks like this, and he he does like a hilarious because I could see in the movie Adam Sandler doing that where he's like Oh no, all my diamonds are uncut. Oh no. That'd be funny. So um, I. I I very much doubt that that's at all what's going to happen. Yeah, like, I don't. So, I don't know if it's going to be funny at all. That's one film, and then the last film I actually don't know that much about, but Waves, uh, which is actually both Uncut Gems and Waves uh, were color graded at where I work, which is pretty cool. Um, but Waves is also nominated. I don't know much about it. It also uh, played at the. I saw it playing at the East, or I didn't see it, but I saw it was playing at the uh, Hampton Film Festival. Mm-hmm. Um, I had my pinky up the whole time, mm-hmm. uh, but that's why they didn't let me in because I thought that I was a psychotic person with my pinky up. Anyways, I thought you were about to say penis. Anyways, anyways, um, <laughs> uh, so yeah, uh, so that's the Gotham Awards. Cool. So should we uh, get to uh, the meat Let's and potatoes? No oh wow, actually, we haven't wasted that much time. All right. Yep. But uh, this is gonna this is gonna be okay. So uh, this is being released the weekend of the weekend before Halloween. This is well, they so, know what time it is. This is this is releasing the uh, oh, twenty. This is Sunday, the twenty seventh. That's uh, the day today. That's the day today. Also, I want to thank. Uh, I want to thank. Uh, 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 Kobe. I want to thank Kobe. Sorry, uh, Kobe, for letting me on this morning. I didn't tell you this, Zach, but I'm actually uh, coming on the show before this, uh, and just like just talking and promoting our show. Uh, so I'm gonna be oh, on their show. Don't we need to? Don't we need to do? Um, don't we have to say something about this? Like, you know, the what? What is it? 
saying like, this is two thumbs undecided. Don't we have to do an ad? What? Don't we have to do an ad like, hello, this is from Radio Free Brooklyn. No. Didn't you get in trouble for that? Okay. Um, well, any. <laughs> they're going to be scrolling through that. Yeah, we are supposed to read an ad, but uh, I am not currently at the studio, so I do not have this ad. Um, but we will in the future. Um, anyways, um, so the the thing for today is topic of discussion is very cliche, or it's 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 what it it's what you would expect. We're gonna be talking about scary movies, um, uh, which I think is something something important to dive into because I think a lot of people don't. I find the more and more that I grow up that people don't seem to like scary movies. Have you noticed that, Zach? Um, no, I I've kind of i'd be i'm in a world where people still kind of oh, enjoy well, horror movies i have to say like, i i think pittsburgh there's something about pittsburgh that i think loves horror movies i don't know yeah, i think it's kind pittsburgh, of in our blood like it's like part of mm-hmm. part of pittsburgh is like appreciating a good horror movie because uh one of the classics uh night, night of, of the living, living dead, dead night of the living dead which kind pittsburgh. of Invented the uh, Holly or invented the zombie genre as we know it today. Uh, yeah, it was shot not too far away from where we live, um, and that still honestly is one of the scariest films I've seen. Like that freaked me out when I saw it the first I actually, time. I actually I saw a little clip of it on Twitter, and there was actually a legit scene with that uh, gave me a little jump. It is scary I, and the scary I don't know thing why. Ab- the scary thing about it is it it like really builds up the tension and all you need is just a dimly lit outside and just having people slowly walk up to it and like not play a bunch of music just have it like a lot of silence and just have these people like and like and like the although the woman was kind of like a damsel in distress sort of situation mm-hmm. uh like she, she like she was, a, she was like a, a good actor, and I believed her as a character. Like, it, like everyone was fine at what they were doing. Uh, like everyone seemed to fit in. Also, I realized this today, but this is the first uh, person of color to be uh, a, playing a lead in a in a horror movie was from that film. Yeah, and uh, um, George uh, George Romero uh, was said, uh, you know, it's, I mean. It's not. It was a little unheard of at the time, but he was just saying, "Hey, he was the best actor." Yeah, it's like he was the best. When it comes down to it, I think that should be, you know, the choice. His name is Dwayne oh, Jones. I mean, Dwayne Jones is his name. Um, well, I mean, it should definitely be. Yeah, you should never, not, you should never be racist during a casting. Well, yeah, but it was unique simply just because he. It seemed like it wasn't. It wasn't that was even brave registering. of me to say that. I I am a hero. <laughs> I think so. I think you yeah, should be nominated saying, for a Gotham saying, Award for being the least yeah. racist. What if the Gotham yeah, Award like, oh. came up with an award for like the least racist film? <laughs> and just like out which, of nowhere, or like would... the, what if? Wait, what if the Oscars did that? They just spent like the they least do. racist film, and then oh, they yeah, just like, they wow, just we... nominate Green Book again. And for some reason, or... uh, this oh. this category like spans the test like throughout history like what is the least racist film and they just well, nominate maybe, Green what Book. about to to uh to brought it like the most pc movie 
No, uh, no, yeah, least racist is probably. Uh, Anyways, so scary movies. I find more people don't like. Maybe it's just because I'm surrounded by. I mean, intellectuals. Not intellectuals, but uh, or bourgeoisie. Not bourgeoisie. No, uh, more so surrounded by a bunch of uh, scaredy cats. Um, <laughs> not all of them, but some scaredy cats, who kind of just want to uh, watch their, you know, shits creak and shit. Uh, that's funny. Um, um, but no, I've been trying I enjoy to enjoy a good yes. I've been trying to watch more and more scary movies uh, that I haven't seen before because I've seen all the classics. I've seen all the uh, the ones that you would expect. Like you know, I've seen I've seen the Hall- top ten. I've seen Halloween, like at least three times i've seen we saw texas the saint uh we've only seen texas chainsaw massacre once um, Very scary. seen friday the 13th once i've seen uh basically all the main horror ones poltergeist maybe twice jaws though jaws, i will just preface well it's it's considered a horror film to agree i would consider it more thriller but that's the discussion for another time the difference and like the di- true difference between a thriller and a horror, yeah. and that's a lot of the times it becomes you know Robin Thicke blurred lines mm-hmm. in this that sense. But um, I just want to preface, longtime listeners of this radio show know that uh, kind of my love, my true love for the the movie world and what movies can do for you and others, was the Evil Dead trilogy. Ah. Something about that. Just was like, wow! You can be funny, you can be small budget, um, and not be like a big star, a big name uh, director, who was Sam Raimi, who wasn't really truly big at the time till he made Spider-Man, much later. Yeah, um, Evil Dead is is Hollywood, probably I mean. one of, I think Halloween is one of my favorites. Evil Dead. Halloween, I re I rewatched Halloween last year, and I actually I was a little less what? impressed by it. I, but I still I still love it. Bro, I watched I, it. I, I only watched it last year. I watched I haven't yet watched it yet this year, which I probably should soon. Um but it's honestly like the the pacing like I don't know, like it came out in the 70s, right? So I'm trying to think of like what other films which came out first? Cuz when I think of like the mo- when I think of like what we think of as horror films, cliché horror films, I think of Friday the 13th. Like, Friday the 13th, to me, is the most cliche horror film there is. It's like yeah, a I bunch see, of people having is... sex, all these teens having sex, someone, like, with a knife just goes out and kill. But I do have to say the the, the one caveat to that is the, the fact that it's the mom is, like, I think Jason is very cliche. Like, the idea of Jason is very cliche with the hockey mask and stuff. But I think the the first one ending with the mom killing. I think that's, I just found that I found that movie to be a little a little boring. Like I thought, I, I thought it was Friday boring the Thirteenth was a little boring, and also Nightmare on uh, Elm Street. Oh, I yeah. didn't think it was boring, but it didn't really scare me except for the very ending. That those oh, and the mom in uh, Nightmare, the uh, Nightmare on Elm Street. It was so horrible. I do Just also so bad acting. I think we should also talk about maybe this should have been the theme, but we'll keep going with whatever because there's so much to talk about. But um, the fact that there is so many sequels to these horror films, like you go on to 
Like I, I'm watching, I watch a lot of, uh, we have like the TV running at work. So I'm like watching some TV while at work and I just leave it on like the sci-fi channel. So they are constantly playing old films or these horror films, but they're all like, uh, uh, Texas, the chain, or one of them's called, um, uh, 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 uh what? Leatherface. It's just called Leatherface. Mm. The, the, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre dude, it's just called Leatherface, which is like, this, it's the remake of Leatherface, which was the third <laughs> installment of... And it's, there's just so many of these sequels. And I wonder, Zach... And then little TV things, too. Yeah, and I guess little TV things, too. But it's... Like, there was one that was... Uh, 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 Jason Goes to, to New York. Oh, yeah. And there was just, like, is it all New York of these... or is it, like, him in the hood? Because they've done that. I think that they've done both. Like the... And that's the other thing with Jason is he is... So like his sequels are like more outrageous than any of them. He goes everywhere. He goes to space in the future. He just, he just like is frozen and he wakes up and they're just like shit. Like why is Jason here? There's so many stupid ones. I could believe that is the actual words. Yeah. So all of those cl- like cle- like old ones like from the 70s and 80s, I feel like have been kind of pushed into the ground now with like now, how many what to you sam is a good what makes a good horror film um i think it's well number one i think any horror film any horror film that focus too that focuses too much on gore is not good i think if you if you're focused because i was watching one of the the Leatherface thing and there's like this really bloody scene where it's like a really bloody murder and I was like, I get it. Like, this isn't great for the guy. He's going to die. It's like the, the the thing about a good horror film is the pacing, the music or the lack thereof. And just like how. I don't know, like how what type of evil this person like this horror, or not even evil. Well, it could be an evil, but like an evil that is hitting a different type of evil, because like if you're just making a generic boogeyman, that's not really that scary. I don't know. Well, my thing is is also the acting. I think you can have somewhat. I mean, sound is key, but if you can have like really fun actors portraying these fun characters, um, you know, and the story is good, I think you can have a, a stellar uh, movie. I mean, the movie Halloween. There's nothing really that crazy. I mean, like shot wise or whatever but like the music is iconic uh the guy in the mask is haunting also you have these a lot of these like top horror movies all have like name actors in it at like at some point like jamie uh you have uh jamie lee curtis in halloween and yeah night of the living dead had a young george a uh, romero uh, you know, these people go on to do other stuff. But I think when it comes to a good horror film, like well, a lot of these uh, movies, there's kind of an underlying theme. Mm-hmm. Something that is la- like something that's not just like, let's go and kill a bunch of teenagers. There's this, it's almost like a metaphor. Yeah. Um, so like, say, I don't know, Alien, there's a theme of, of isolation and also... Uh, rape victim there's kind of that underlying theme uh that kind of makes it it feels more real you know stuff we can attribute to Mm -hmm. um 
And then also, like, uh, also, I'm looking at this. Sorry, this is, I, I want to bring this like, up as well, but, like, I guess I've seen too many of these, re- like, these remakes now. The scene in, in Alien where the alien pops out of the, of the chest is still scary. Like, it's still a scary scene. scene. And I, I was, uh, the new uh, Alien Covenant or some shit, one of the new ones... Yeah, they they do that scene where like the alien comes out and they make it way over the top, and it's just like first off the CGI isn't great, so that's not good. Is it CGI'd? Oh yeah, it's definitely CGI. So it's that's like so weird that it's directed by the same guy. Is it? It is. Yeah, Scott? Covenant's directed by Ridley Scott. Yeah, it was like route. they they went way over the top with this this thing coming out, and it was like with Alien. And also, I guess with Aliens and as well, but Aliens was a little bit more blockbustery. Um, is it? It just like it was so. Like you, there was a moment where it just was the reaction shot of the of the actors, and it was just still for a few seconds while they were watching this alien. No music, completely silent. The sound of a fork falls or some shit, and and then it runs away. And like that was that is so much scarier than. It like someone just like literally like and like going like and like <laughs> what was like, that? I don't know. It, it's like this guy like this. Th- how they did it in, in the covenant is they just like the guy seemed possessed and was like like going crazy and then it like it was like a much more it was it was more focused on the 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 bloodiness of it and more focused on like just the like the 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 sadness of it and less about like the actual terror that you would like it was less i don't know it was less exciting i was kind of like ew that's disgusting i don't know um and then also a fun new like the the most classic horror films are the films that reinvent the genre or come up with something totally new you know like a like a get out yeah or i think that's happening a lot i think that's happening a lot today like midsummer give uh, me i was gonna say give me another uh See, Ad Aster, he uh, he's turned, and this is my uh, a little, I don't know. When I see his films, I can't help but sometimes be like, "Did you ah, say Ad Aster?" I know. I I forgot the guy's name. His What's name his is name? Ari Aster. <laughs> Ari Aster. Oh, his name is an Ad Astra. I was actually at <laughs> I was at I was at this trivia thing the other day, and I wanted to talk about <laughs> what's his Al. See, I'm just I see Ad Aster in my my head. I I know exactly how you feel, because oh, that happens I, to me all the time. It's Ari Aster. Ari Aster. I wanted to talk to somebody about Ari Aster, but I really couldn't say his name. I'm like Ad Aster, you know, and I didn't have bars, so I couldn't look his name up. Any hoot. Um, ah, darn it, I was gonna say. Also, something. uh, I forget. I don't know what you're gonna say. Uh. But you're saying something about Ari Aster. You were talking about Ari Aster. Oh yeah, every t- I mean, when I see his movies, I think they're well shot and it's you know pacing's okay. It does doesn't do anything truly for me. But uh, I see the movie and I go, oh, this is like an update of Wicker Man. Oh, this movie is an update of The Omen slash um, Rosemary's Baby. So I just I know his next film's not going to be a horror film, but I just I hope you know I just I hope that one day I see a movie and don't go. Oh, this is just an update Wait. of. Oh, was that Jaws. the was heredit or heredit or uh, not hereditary? Midsummer was that a ripoff of Wicker Man? Oh, well, it wasn't a ripoff. Well, I guess it you can call it a ripoff, but it had that same vibe of you know luring somebody unsuspecting or somebody 
who has doubt, you know, yeah. doesn't expect that they're going to be sacrificed. I think uh, uh, Get Up was a much much better horror film. Well, because that was actually like, like film fairly Get creepy was, and just like yeah, well paced and well, well thought out. Like, it's a psychological film. I think Get Out was but really thing, like one of the best ones that came out recently. And some people, I guess, could point to Us. I didn't like Us as much. Uh, yeah, us. I think to me is maybe gonna be in a few. Like it's. I I honestly own, uh, already forgot about it. It didn't. It's it's striking. It has. It does have a cool feel to it. Though I have a lot of issues with kind of the. Uh, for some reason, the plot uh, gave me just how it ended. Mm. Didn't make a lot of sense to me. Also, for some reason, I put these batteries in, and it's already Sam's like. Based- talking about this. I'm talking about my no, not my phone. My I'm talking about my Zoom. I put this battery in. New batteries. Uh-huh. Somehow they're already almost dead. But granted, they well, were pretty cheap. Have, I have spare. You have 20 minutes left. I have. I don't know how much time I have left, but I also have more batteries, so we can just switch them out. Uh, nice. So continue. Oh, thank God. Okay, so um, so when it comes to horror movies, I I do like some blood and guts. I mean, I feel like. Like, I'm trying to think of a horror film. I think, I'm not seeing it on this list, but uh, Night of the Hunter is a horror film. Yo, I'm actually going to, I'm going to go see that uh, uh, Saturday. We, Ooh, there's, I'm, in theaters, there's a, the Syndicated, there's a bar called Syndicated that's right next to the Radio Free Brooklyn headquarters. I remember and, you talking uh, about that. they're showing, we, I, we bought tickets and everything, so we're officially going to be going. And I'm so excited because well, Olivia hasn't seen it and I really wanted to show her. Tell me how, what she thinks of it because it's when I saw it as a kid or like a teenager, it really did scare me. Like I was not prepared for uh, how like creepy and because something that's very scary is when the the main actor or the main character in the movie is a ch- is a kid or a couple kids and the kids, you know, in horror films, nobody believes the kids. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a boogeyman under my bed. Oh, that's just you know, your baseball or whatever. Yeah, it's just and like then, old Jimmy. They have to, it, like, there's a really heartbreaking scene in Night of the Hunter that always freaked me out where he's running away with his, you know, tired sister. So he's kind of dragging along dead weight in a sense. He's running away from the preacher, and he can only, the only person he knows to go to is his, like, uncle or, like, a, a guy at a lifeboat, and he's passed out drunk. Yeah. And I'm just like, oh, please. He's like, Uncle Jimmy, please wake up. You can hear the the true fear in his voice like if you don't wake up i'm dead yeah and i also and think doesn't. that movie in and of itself was uh i think it's a movie that people don't really think much about i don't i don't hear many people talking about night the hunter but it is a really amazing film and i think it should be included everybody should see it included in, uh, in any like it should be a classic horror film i feel like it was it's, i was about to say it is it so was, it, like there's nothing like it. Like it's it's its own thing. Um, I was about to say I I it would be cool if it was Criterion Collection, but it is Criterion it is. Collection, is. and I own it. Thank you, Sam. Oh yes, I got that for you. Ha ha. Um. Well, I think that, um, that's the only Criterion I've ever bought you. So, which um, wouldn't it be crazy? Wait, wouldn't it be crazy? Just imagine this: that one day you and I get invited to go to the Criterion Collection. Sam, I swear thing. to you. I have a very short list on my bucket list, like true, but like at this point in my life. Yes. And the the two things I want to do, 
and I'll be happy. Not to die, but just I'll be truly, like, if people go like, hey, you're 75. Did you do anything with your life? I'll be like, yes. If I complete these two things right now, I'm saying this is what I want to do right now at the age of 25. I want to make a, a cult classic in the sense of, like, I don't even care if they know my name, but I, w- I want my movie to be in the bloodstream of culture like mm. pop culture like mm. somebody's drawing something or something which by the way i have a story for you about that my first taste of true fame or that kind of stuff but um i want to make a cult classic prefer- preferably bef- like by the age 25 i mean 27 yeah i was about to say aren't you uh because here's the thing and i'm not just saying because i want to you know do that like i'm setting a goal i'm just saying Life changes when you hit 30. You know, you start to... I'm already starting to see the world differently than I was, say, three years ago. Mm-hmm. And I don't know how... You know, I, I think the perspectives I have on life at this moment make us both just total powder kegs for something dynamite. But wow. once I'm like 30 or 35, and I, I haven't made a, a movie before I'm that age, I'm going to be making different movies. Yeah, but I mean, also, I mean, it's oh, getting onto a different st- topic. But yeah. well, I want to say my my second thing I want to do is I would love to either, uh, well, I would love one of my movies to be on Criterion Collection or go to the Criterion Closet because I'll, I'll, uh, I love those. I love, I love those things. But also, I feel like anytime I watch those Criterion Collection things, I'm like, I have not heard any of those films. Like they're always like, oh, this random niche Japanese film that came out in 1977 and i but the thing i love about those closets is is they're always so happy tell you well they they don't just say like yeah you should watch this film or what's in the film sometimes they tell you about where they watched yeah they talk about uh, where jenkins was like yeah all of us you know nyu students he wasn't at nyu he went to florida florida state are you sure yeah i went to florida state i thought he went to tish anyway no he didn't he was talking about how, and I'm a little jealous about this, but uh, like on Friday nights, instead of going out and partying, like this is what he would do with his friends. Is yeah. They would go and sit around and watch some really Which uh, cool foreign film. Is what um, I, I, try I to just sit started down with a, my friends. I just started doing, we just started a movie club yesterday, and this is a good segue Whoa, that's it, good. with uh, 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 films, uh, or no, with cult films is uh, the first film that we watched on the movie club. Uh, we were thinking of horror films. Uh, we, I had a whole list of horror films, which I guess I should read off because I think it's pretty good, uh, that I, happens, I haven't seen yet, but I really want to see. And we decided on Jennifer's Body. <laughs> Interesting. Do you know that, that film? Was, uh, I do. That's with um, Jennifer Lopez, right? No, it, or, it's with it, Megan some... Fox. Oh, okay. Megan but Fox. But the concept sounds really gross. Yeah, so when I first saw the commercials for it, I thought that this was just a movie in which they were just going to show off. Because they really advertised it as, like, this is Megan Fox being hot. That's the premise of the film. She's the is like she's body. She's, yeah, she's Jennifer. She's Jennifer. And uh, it actually wasn't that bad. I mean, I didn't love it. Uh, I more loved it just because it was, like, a perfect microcosm of what life was like in the late 2000s, early 2010s. It was like high school musical, uh, just like how everyone was dressed and how everyone, like, like 
oh, all the music that was playing. Uh, it was just it was just very interesting. Like w- there's a band in the film that like plays a major role, role, Ugh. and the band looked exactly like the Killers, like that, or just like everyone had like spiked tips and everyone kind of looked like that back then. And anyways, was- it it wasn't that scary. Like it, there's better vampire films. Oh, it's a vampire movie. I thought she was like some woman that just was like figured out if she ate people. No, she's a vampire. It's a vampire movie, uh, which I guess might be a spoiler, but it's not really that big of a spoil. Um, but yeah, I mean, I also think we should talk about um, some of the some some films like the older films that like people don't really talk about at all, uh, or they do. Um, but it's not, it's not really up for, it's not really mentioned too much. Uh, for one of them, uh, I think it's called Women Without a Face. Uh, oh, are you talking about, um, yeah, uh, oof. I know what you're talking about. Uh, Eyes Without a Face? Yeah, Eyes, Eyes Without a Face. Um. Which is a, I'm looking it up now. It's a French film, I'm pretty sure. Um. It, it, it is, yeah, it's a French film. Which, um. Have you seen this movie? I haven't, but that's all my... That's, I have. I keep, oh, you have? I have. Um, I will say, I didn't think it was that scary, though I blame Criterion Channel for this. Uh, I tried watching it, and it was stalling every other second. Mm. But um, it plays out somewhat B-movie-esque, okay. but uh, it's, it's scary in the sense of like the face. Though, if you... A movie that I would recommend that scared the living pants off me and kind of reminds me of this Eyes Without a Face is um, Pedro Almodovar's The Skin skin I Live In, or The Skin We Live In. I do not know it. The totally watches Skin We Live In. In. Yes, it has. It's one. It's another Antonio Banderas movie, mm-hmm. but it plays. Um, so the con- I won't. There's a twist. I won't give away the twist, but it's horrifying what the twist is. But the uh, synopsis of it is a brilliant plastic surgeon haunted by past tragedies cre- uh, creates a type of synthetic skin that withstands any kind of damage. His guinea pig, a mysterious and vi- uh, vital woman holds the key to his obsession now let me just tell you the reason why he's making this the skin the synthetic skin and i got this from the trailer but is this woman is like very depressed or like hates her life and i won't explain why so she tries to cut herself several times and this this plastic surgeon like just keeps making her skin stronger and stronger so by the time <laughs> like she can't cut herself anymore because her skin is just so adorable wow uh, but there's a lot there's a lot more to the film and it something about it really scared me so the skin i live in is one of those other films that's not really a horror film but what it's about to me really scares me mm. i mean uh, i think that could still like be a horror film uh, yes. another film that was on the list, um, I mean, some of these I, I only, I, I only brought up just because I was interested in Audition. Have you ever heard of that fa- movie? I, I've heard of it, and I know there's a, like, a really scary scene that, uh, you see a lot of, but I've never 
has seen it. Yeah, I haven't seen it. It's a Japanese film about uh, a date gone wrong, basically. Um, the Let the Right One In, which is a, a vampire film that um, was recently, well, not too recently, but it was remade uh, with Chloe Grace Moritz. Um, and I think that was called Let Me Let Me In or something. I forget. Oh, are you talking about the vampire film? Yeah, with the, it's like it's about basically about like this boy who lives in kind of not the projects, but like he lives in low income like apartment housing. British and house. British. I think maybe it's British. And then he meets this girl who's also living in this things, and it's kind of at first about like, oh, like I'm alone, we're alone, a little weird, and we're both a little weird, we're a little housecasts. But and someone's then, a little weirder. Yeah, and then someone, oh shit, she's a fucking vampire. Though they play on so. That movie was the first show of, like, what happens to a vampire if they come in without being um, uh, let in or, like... Oh, yeah, in, yeah. Like and it's it's a really cool scene, and actually, I think that's what's on the poster. Are you talking about the Chloe the Grace Moritz one or the... Oh, I'm talking about the original. Oh, I haven't seen, yeah, the, like, I haven't seen the original. I had a huge um, crush on Chloe Grace Moritz when I was a kid. Um, you did. Not Her, so much... It, anymore but her and that one woman who uh, or that one uh american idol or british got talent uh the um i forget her name she was a singer what like she was like this little girl singer oh <laughs> but uh, which not, by the way i'm kids, not bringing Sam, this up uh Abba, what's her name what's her i name, honestly forget Sam? her name i forget her name sam doesn't want to bring it up because she sang at trump's inaugural <laughs> thing she she did, but she also, like, when I first saw her, I was fairly young. I was maybe yeah, 13. Yeah, they were of the same age. We weren't like... of the same age. She was definitely younger, but I was I'm also, like, what I was, like, is. 13 or 12 when I first saw her. So I was, like, I think she might have been, like, 9 or 10, and I was 12. So, now, anyways. Um, just to get back on track with horror, uh, before we get into movies, real quick, uh, Creep Show. Scared yes. the crap. I I loved Creep Creep Show. I think was one of those movies that I had to stand in the other room yeah. while some of the parts were happening, and just something about it. I just oh, I just oh, see. There's some there's some horror films that are you just appreciate it. You're kind of like oh this is scary, but it's not like you don't have to like look away. Like that's what Halloween is like. Halloween is like that kind of film where you're like. This isn't that scary, but it's just cool. To, it's like it's it's you you're still on the edge of your seat. Uh, and then I, there's the some music. And then there's some I, movies that you watch and you're like, this is fucking scary. Like this is a scary and not scary in the sense like I'm not talking about the bloody gory like things popping out kind of scary. It's like of course that's scary, but it's not a fun scary. Um, but like there's some films that you really like. It's hard for you to finish, and for me. That was Blair Witch Project. I could not finish oh, that film. We didn't finish that film. I remember that that whole day very well. Wow. Um, yeah. Well, that was also, if you don't remember, uh, we um, we also put a hole. Uh, I put a hole in the wall. Oh, that was the same day. Same day. Yeah, because we we had you know the whole day basically planned out to watch this, and then wow. We, we that's had to do that's how obsessed else. we were about f films as a family. Is like we would get it from the library and we would just plan our whole a, entire day a, out. It was a night. It was a. It was a like. It was a night. It yeah. was a nice planned night to watch this movie. 
And then we just after that we just chased each other around. Yeah. And then I jumped, tried to jump on you, and I put a hole in the wall. Yeah, but that was a really scary film because there's a scene, not too far into the film, but there's a scene where uh, he throws away the map. Oh yeah. And that and was just... for some reason that was what that was the last straw. I was like, why the fuck did he throw away the map? Because one friend was already missing and they were already freaking out. And then the guy was just, like, laughing, and I was just like, I threw away the map. And then the girl was like, what did you throw it? And I was so scared because we were also watching it on a VHS in, like, a a t- like a small TV. So it really felt – like, if I saw that I in – we saw that in also, our kitchen. Uh, no, we were watching it in the TV room. No, was, we were watching it in the kitchen. I don't remember it being on the t- uh, kitchen. I remember Dad was sitting there, and then – the thing that freaked me out, the thing I was uncomfortable with, is like how much they swore, and um, now it's like nothing. I was yeah. like, "Well, they're saying the f word like every other second. Oh, I can't take this." Yeah. Also, let's talk about our movies that we saw. Oh then, yeah, I uh, guess we'll we close have. it up. I guess we're almost um, there. I'll start off with mine just real quick because I'm interested to hear what you have to say. Uh, but I watched in the vein of horror films. I watched The Brood. The Brood. Yes. The Brood, um, directed by David Cronen- Cronenberg. Uh, it's a pretty, it's a cheesy movie, but the music wants to, like, the vi- something about, like, no matter how cheesy the movie is, it if it has, like, violins or, like, those, like, an orchestrated music, it creeps me out. And it was a creepy movie. Mm-hmm. And it definitely has a nice surprise at the end for body horror. And I, at age 25, not too much kind of creeps me out. But this definitely was like, ugh. So I highly recommend. It's called The Brood. The Brood. The Brood. Uh, but it's on Criterion Collection, so you can watch it in Ultra 4K. Also, real quick, I watched the first episode of The Watchmen. It's very intriguing and really nothing like the comic book or movie. So oh, I really? suggest that too. Yeah. Yeah. It, like the story takes place in the same world, but you can definitely tell, like, it. there's a whole other thing that's going on here. Okay. Um, so um, I'm excited. Yeah. So, so tell me about the joke. Have you seen it? I have not. All right, that's good. So then I can like talk to you like I'm not ruining anything, like the audience. Um, so my thoughts on the Joker are I, I honestly I I want I would going into it I wanted to like it, but like deep inside of me I was like I'm not gonna like this film. But when the film finished, I was kind of like this film isn't half bad like this is actually a pretty good interpretation of the joker and what i think i liked about it is it was new like it wasn't like every time i'm seeing i'm like watching a new joker i'm like all right this is going to be ripping off heath ledger or jack nicholson and uh and like jared leto joker like was just a joke like not even er just a joke yeah um so this Joker was, like, a fairly convincing, lived in the world as a Joker and was a Joker, but, like, was a very... Di- was. It's not even, like, the same kind of Joker that, like, you know, like, I think the the origin stories of Joker where he's, like, in the comics, the killing joke, mm-hmm. it, I thought it would be following that a lot closer, and it kind of does, but it definitely, like, it adds a twist to it that I think really made it, like, was a smart twist, and I think it made it... Now- better as a comic book lover uh would you say that i would like i think you would like it because i i think the thing is is like this isn't this isn't like 
This isn't your mom's comic book movie. This isn't like this is this isn't. I don't know. Like it, I think it pays enough homage to not only uh, like the Batman, like the Batman origin story. It definitely play, uh, pays homage to like the Joker and all like the. But it also pays homage to like the past two films. It pays homage to the first Batman of the '80s and also to uh, wow to the especially since it the takes Heath Ledger place in the one. 70s. Yeah, I think it did a really good job. I think um, if this is how the DC uh, universe starts, that's going to be interesting, uh, or at least restarts, because um, I think they're at least doing that for Batman. Um, and uh, uh, that's I don't know. It, it just the one thing. Would that you kinda, consider it cinema? Would I consider it cinema? I'm at low battery right now. I'm saying like, well, we're about to be out, but like, are, like, would you consider this like a film, film, like, you know, artsy film? Because that's how I'm seeing this as like a a, a true like just story, but it just happens to be the origin story. Of yeah. The well, let me talk. Uh, I think it's it's <laughs> a good. Done. It's I think it's cinema. I think I think it is cinema. I think it's it does it does a good job. Um, All right. I'll try to I go think out the and one, one there are some things that I think were a bit too on the nose. Like I hate it when movies just generically take movies from or songs from the seventies and throw them in and kind of Ugh. just like and then there's also like this dancing thing that he does that I'm kind of like I thought it was kind of weird. I'm not a huge fan of him dancing down the stairs. I thought that was kind of like what's the point? Um but I think I think the ending is also apparently that's becoming like a tourist trap. That those stairs. Yeah, I've been seeing a lot of photos. Which of that. is everyone who lives there. Uh... Sam, are you there? Oh my goodness, folks! I heard a beep, and then I heard the phone hit the ground on the other end of our conversation. It seems like Sam just vanished into thin air. Oh my goodness, what am I gonna do? I'm like a heckle without a hide, or like a Othello without a um, Horatio. I I forget. The other guy's name in Othello, Geralda, something H. Anyways, um, guys, this is the scariest thing of all, is being lonely. <laughs> I've never done a podcast just by myself. I mean, that's just a one-man band. I can't do that. What am I? Ladybird? Oh, wait, not Ladybird. What am I? Um, oh, shoot. What's, oh, Trash Lady? <laughs> Fleabag. What am I, Fleabag? Ah, see, I'm laughing already. Never mind. You know what? I gotta go find Sam. This is truly a Halloween mystery. So, uh, what happened to Sam? We'll find out next week. Uh, on Two Thumbs Undecided, have a ghoulish, two-y, thummy Halloween. Godspeed. Spider-Man.